30, 35, 40, he's the midfield, and they'll never catch The Show Me Your News Network proudly presents Down the Sidelines. And now, representing the Michigan Wolverines and the West Virginia Mountaineers, you may know them as Yoko and I'm a Beast, it's Peter Spasia and Joel Orndorff. Welcome back to the Gridiron. I'm Peter. And I'm Joel. And Down the Sidelines is a sports podcast that debates and predicts the latest in the athletic world. We are part of the Show Me News Network, and this is the 82nd episode of the podcast on December 4th, 2014. The number 82 most famously worn by Raymond Berry, who was the target uh, wide receiver when Johnny Unitas was playing with the Baltimore Colts. Uh, wide mm-hmm. receiver when they won couple of their championships back in the day. Mm. Uh, Martin Straka, I think, is another one for the NHL. But Raymond Berry. Nice. If you haven't heard of him, that's old school football. Yeah. Joel, have you been? Uh, I've been doing good. Um, getting set for the championship Saturday. It is the championship weekend in college football coming up. And it's just crazy how quickly the season has gone by. Uh, really, really amazing. Now, we'll be continuing doing our weekly episodes because we've got to round out the NFL regular season. But mm-hmm. before you know, we'll be back on our bi-weekly schedule again. Yeah. It's just always chaotic when football season goes on. Now, the quick hits this week, all college football themed. <laughs> you, have, <laughs> you have a couple stories here and there. Like, the Sixers finally won at 0-17, so you didn't... Tie the record of 0-18 set several years ago by the, the Nets. Oh, and, uh, yeah, that, that was going to end pretty soon anyway. The Sixers were going to come in town and play the Pistons, and the Pistons have lost, like, 10 straight games. Yeah, so yeah, they're they not play so out. many games. Like, you know, it's going to happen. Definitely. You're going to get a couple. Though I read an interesting stat that, you know, the Sixers, or like, the last, the few teams that have gone 0-17 to start the season They've all not won more than 15 games in a season, and all three of them have not gotten a top two pick in the NBA draft. Ooh. So you think like tanking and all that, it doesn't necessarily always work yeah, when like you're doing terribly to start a season. Yeah. So we shall see. It's definitely be more like a, it is a lottery. So. Yeah, and then you had some just random quick NHL stories like uh, you know Daniel Alfredson finally retired, mm-hmm. uh, longtime Ottawa Senators player. You know played his last year with the Detroit Red Wings here, and then uh, Martin Brodeur who leads all time goalies in what it's like wins, shutouts, and I think save percentage something like that. Uh, you know, just Whoa. one of the all-time great goaltenders, many, many years with the New Jersey Devils, just signed a one-year deal with the St. Louis Blues. So mm-hmm. if that ever comes up on a sports trivia question, there you go. St. That Louis is a Blues. lot of pucks hitting yes. body. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> Being grateful for pads. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, when it comes to college football and the quick hits this week, uh, the top four teams in the college football playoff, a little bit of a shakeup because you did have Mississippi mm-hmm. State losing – they were in the fourth slot. Mm-hmm. And you'd think that, you know, with Florida State winning over Florida, granted, not, not <laughs> by a whole lot, it was, it, was a, it was a close game. But you'd think doing that would make them hold Pat at number three. Yeah. They are still an undefeated team, the only undefeated Power Five team. And yet, they slide down to number four, and TCU jumps them? It, it kind of, I mean, like. 
so I mean, you've got to think that the, the playoff committee uh, themselves is not. You know, obviously they are the only undefeated team. They are the only undefeated yeah. team. Uh, Marshall's gone, by the way, and they're not uh, even. A, they weren't even a power five. So no, but uh, so they can be quiet now. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, only undefeated team is in the fourth spot. Mm. So uh, I think that it re- it's really it's it's obviously come down to they have won so many close games against uh, mediocre teams. Uh, we might as well go ahead and say this though: like the ACC had a really good week. They definitely they had a great like one of the better weeks they've ever had. Uh, mm-hmm. They went fought, what five and zero against the SEC. Yeah, something like that. No, granted, it wasn't against you know the top competition of the SEC. Yeah, but I think. I, I I definitely think we kind of saw Georgia Tech isn't that bad. Like they're they're, they're they're pretty good because I don't think anybody expected them to beat Georgia. That's true. Um, so I, you know, if Florida State goes and uh, actually you know beats Georgia Tech uh, convincingly, that'd be a good win. That'd be yes, a really good win yes, for them. It would. But we'll see if that can happen mm-hmm. because. It was it was another shaky week for Florida State, but definitely having I mean TCU, yeah, they pounded Texas, but I don't think that's, that's enough reason to have them jump another whole spot. We we were you know we're gonna obviously mention the, the, what Florida's changes are, but you can really see why they fired their coach from that game. That last from possession, the State, oh my goodness. Florida game. I just I. I didn't know what to say. Like I, it was like the, every mistake that you could possibly make, <laughs> they made it. And Florida State looked, they 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 looked like you know we've been here like a hundred times now, guys. Like we know we're gonna win. We absolutely know we're gonna win. They're gonna mess up. We're gonna win. Like what was that other stat that came out of that game with Jameis Winston? Because he ended up throwing f- at least four interceptions, three yeah. of them in what, the first half, something like that. Mm-hmm. There were 20 other teams so far this season where the starting quarterback had thrown four interceptions in a game. All 20 teams had lost. Well, Florida State was the 21st, and they won. It's just this continuation I think, I think of their season. I think we fumbled the ball four times in one game and won. What's that? I think we fumbled the ball four times against Tyler oh, well, yeah, and won. Right, well... <laughs> Yeah, fumble is a little bit of a different story, but it just shows you know the the inconsistent quarterback play. And you're even having the commentators in that game saying at the end, like just look at Jameis Winston's face, like he's just he's out of it. He almost a little disinterested. And he just, is their he, offense too. Yeah, it's clearly if he's not going, that thing is not moving. But it just goes to show that despite all the struggles, Florida State still seems to win. Yeah. Well, what did you think of Alabama? I watched the beginning of that game, yeah. Uh, and when you just saw you know them start to score touchdowns and Auburn was starting to field goals, you kind of just saw the writings on the wall there. Yeah, Alabama's quick defensively; like their defense looks way better than it did before. But you know, um, putting fifty-five points up on Auburn—that's uh, pretty impressive. They, I mean, it, it it fired their exactly. It made them get rid of their defensive coordinator. So it's yeah. That's a pretty surprising performance there. So on the outside looking in, you have Ohio State at number five. 
mm-hmm. who again, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about how they lost. Now there was their starting quarterback for the whole year, but uh, technically their backup quarterback. It was, it was definitely a win loss. Uh, yeah, or a loss yeah. win. What are you? Yeah, and I'm just glad that you know the committee didn't punish them too much. Yeah. Uh, and then at six, you have <clears> Baylor, <throat> and it, it's just very surprising because you talk about you know who beat who. Yeah. In that Baylor TCU matchup, isn't it all about like? determining it and deciding it on the field yeah it's uh most people would say what home field advantage how how many points would you say home field advantage is worth in college football like mm. would, would you even three i don't know yeah, sure three is fair but, three is about and, what the so nfl is so. technically didn't bail didn't baylor win by three or something like that something so like that, that that's the argument that people are making with this whole thing even though straight up head to head you know, it might not be a neutral site, but when is it ever no, a neutral yeah. site? Like that rarely happens. That's that's a bowl game thing. That's mm-hmm. not even like what are we talking about? Now, granted, I think if if Baylor goes in and throttles Kansas State, that yeah. might leave them some spots. Uh, no, no, yeah, definitely. Um, but you know, I mean, I did see that Bryce Petty is playing. Mm-hmm. He's playing despite possibly having concussion-like symptoms. Yeah. Um, and that guy has been hurt like three or four times this season. So again, well, he they need him. So. At least our <laughs> Bryles didn't put him right back in the game, like a coach who got fired, and the University of Michigan officially told Brady Hoke that he was fired. Unsurprisingly, so I think after the Ohio State game, I mean, you were I was I was almost expecting it to you know come down. On Monday, just you know, right away, get it over with. But then they say like, "Oh, there's a team meeting on Tuesday afternoon." I'm like, "All right, it's going to happen there." So really, no surprise that it has happened. Uh, they had a press conference, and interim AD Jim Hackett handled it wonderfully, I think, because yeah. you know earlier this you know a couple months ago we had David Brandon be you know be <laughs> resigned, whatever. Uh, basically, he was he was let go, and I think that's the big thing. Because, you know, he kind of caused dysfunction starting in the Rich Rodriguez era. And mm-hmm. isn't it ironic that on the day that Brady Hoke was fired, Rich Rodriguez wins the Pac-12 Coach of the Year award? Definitely. It is. Um, it's crazy. Um, the, the other thing that, uh, that to note about this whole situation is obviously so they can move forward even more with the hiring of a new coach. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know... Two two pretty big name schools made moves. Yeah. They made moves and stuff, and surprisingly, there are some really good coaches still available at yeah. their original schools, which we thought would not be there. Very um, surprising. We've been talking for a couple of weeks how, you know, if you're patient, Florida, like Rich Rodriguez would be dangerous. Oh, down and you in know Gainesville. what? I I. If you offer him that job, he'll take it right away. Yeah, like, I am sh- definitely He's sure. He's a of great that recruiter in Florida. Yeah. Uh, it would you know bring excitement back to that offense, which has done terribly for the last several years mm-hmm. in the SEC. Uh, yeah, the defense solid enough, but the offense no, not at all. And uh, they go and hire Jim McElwain, mm-hmm. uh, the who's rebuilt the Colorado State Ram football program out there, but. He before that he was the 
offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach at Alabama from, I believe, 2008 to 2011. So he's had success there. They won a couple national championships during that time. And, yeah, when you're a good coordinator, you can sometimes, you know, go and land the big job. But he did a nice job rebuilding that Ram program out of Colorado State. But that's a surprising hire for Florida. It is. Uh, by the way, like, uh, I mean, it is interesting to see, like, he. I believe he has them in the top 25, right? I think uh, they're maybe Colorado they're they're ten and two. They yeah. had a really good year. Um. So, and it's probably been a pretty long time since they've been, you know, at least playing at that level. Yeah. Um. So it this season obviously, but you know, the season before that, it it obviously took him a while to, to get the players in there that he wanted and everything. Um. And I, honestly, you know, if you're going to coach at Florida, even if you don't really have a background in recruiting in Florida. It helps a lot. Like you're, you yeah. know, you're the school there. Well, so, so he you does can... have some SEC experience. It's, it's a good thing. But yeah, so I mean, what I'm saying is that even if he doesn't have as much background in recruiting there, he'll be able to get the players. It's mm. just, uh, I don't know, like how they'll fit into the system. I obviously haven't watched enough of them this year to to know what how he kind of coaches. Um, it makes me question the prestige of the Florida football program Mm -hmm. because that's a job, especially in the sec where you think that you're going to land a big name. Like you should have some pull. Mm -hmm. It seemed very early. Yeah. I know beforehand they had determined that, you know, Will Muschamp was not going to return. You know, that was known weeks in advance before heading into that final game with Florida state. Yeah. It's just, you think that they would have some patience and try to land a bigger name. Well, they're, I mean, they're, they're paying like it's a big name. Yeah, that, that's the strange cow. thing, too. Like, it's, it's a, like a record buyout. They had to pay it's, you know, it's five, it's a $5 million lot buyout. It's of yeah. money. Yeah. It's, uh, I think, $3 million, then $2 million guaranteed, something mm. like that. Um, that well, yeah, and, and the buyout to, to get them away from the Colorado State program. I mean, they're, yeah. they're paying a lot. They're paying it's, a lot. It's a ton. Like, it's... Uh, so it's it's just not it's not the name we thought, but it's the the kind of money that we know that they can throw around. So. That is true. That is true. And then Nebraska, who had fired Bo Pelini, which that was a surprising move. I'd they say definitely more surprising. Uh, yeah, yeah. They don't waste much time, and then they go and hire Mike Riley, head coach at Oregon State. He, you had to think though, if they fire if they fired him, hmm. they had somebody in mind or they were talking to somebody already because the one they did did have in mind who essentially turned them down was Brett Bielema because Brett Bielema you know was at Wisconsin he's yeah. now at Arkansas and he says like he's a hog right now okay all right fine mm-hmm. so i guess you know they did kind of have that maybe that was their hope but you should have tried a little more before you go in i don't know i mean if push. you if you let him leave anyways then i don't think yeah. he's going to come back um People, I mean, the out, there is a lot of outrage over this whole thing. Yeah. Uh, because many, like, especially the uh, the players. Oh, the players are not happy. Oh, my gosh. Twitter just lit up uh, with them, which is why a lot of people are like, well, uh, you know, we don't let our football players talk on Twitter during the thing. <laughs> but, you know, rightfully so, because, like, the way that I kind of look at it, too, is um, especially after this hire... <laughs> 
I'm like, uh, I, I think you guys, the last time that you had a job opening, had a really hard time trying to get someone to come. Yeah. You didn't really have a, you know, your pick of whoever you wanted. That's kind of a sign about, um, you know, I don't want to say that it's like a sign of the state of the program because it's a good, I still think it's a good job. It's a good job. Um, like, I think it's definitely a different job than it was when they were in the Big 12. Absolutely. Because you could recruit Texas really hard mm-hmm. when they were still in the Big 12. Not so much anymore. Like, it's it's a lot you had, harder. You had deep-seated rivalries with Oklahoma and the like. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and now, I mean, now you're competing, I mean, you're competing in a lot of recruits with Wisconsin now. Like, a ton. Wisconsin, and, some with Iowa, yeah. Yeah. So, I, I just, uh, you know, I, I mean, don't, it's like, don't even try and get anything out of Ohio. Because, <laughs> no, like, no. it's just, it's, it's covered. Like, got it. You know, so... Um, it's an issue. I think that, that them moving co- that like I always thought that was a weird move. I don't know. Like it I just an attempt to expand to westward. In a way, as weird as the Maryland and Rutgers acquisitions by the Big Ten, as weird as those are, yeah, it makes sense geographically. You're trying to get the New York well, metropolitan no, no, area. You're trying to get like TV markets. Exactly. Obviously, that is the whole point of this thing. Um, but I Nebraska, mean, like, yeah. what are you getting TV market there? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, it's just, I, I don't know. It's, the, the, with that program, it just seemed like there was such a hard time getting a coach there before. So why make a move when you've got a guy who, he might not be winning the conference championship, mm-hmm. but he's consistently taking you to decent bowl games. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just obviously, it, like we talked about it, every year he had a game where they just get wrecked. And then after that, the season just does not go the way they want it to. Mm-hmm. And Taylor Martinez, you know, for as good of a freshman season he had, uh, his potential never really developed fully and through. So yeah, that was kind I, of a downside there too. It's just I don't know, and, and it's interesting to hear you know your perspective too, just because you see you see them a lot more now. Now, yes, yeah. play up and stuff. So. Yeah. Uh, Interesting, though, to think as a Michigan alum about who the next Michigan football head coach will be. Uh, you're kind of in, in two we, camps we here. Know that you, we know you're like dream. <laughs> of course, the dream is Jim Harbaugh. Uh, but it's going to take until, you know, waiting until after January uh, to see what happens with that. And if he somehow turns around the 49ers and if they make, you know, the playoffs. He's likely looking at an extension in San yeah, they, Francisco. They make the playoffs, and he's not going anywhere. So. Yeah, uh, there's there's been talk with the Adam Schefters of the world that maybe Harbaugh gets traded to the Raiders, which is interesting because that's the team that they play this week. Uh, like traded for a couple, you know, third round picks, or maybe the Jets keep their eyes open on the situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was you know talk for a while about Miami because Stephen Ross it was a, a big. Michigan donor, an alum there, he's in the Stephen Ross Business School. He donated a couple million dollars to the athletic program mm-hmm. as well. There's talk that like because Stephen Ross is the owner of the Miami Dolphins with the Michigan ties, might be able to pull some swing there, but that's not looking as likely. I'd say you know, Harbaugh is the dream candidate. He'd be one who clearly you know unites the university, mm-hmm. but there are still good candidates out there. Are there any other like? Uh particular Michigan alums that are coaches out there that would be interested? Yes, because the one that got thrown around heavily during the Rich Rod hiring process Uh and did not 
happen. Oh, yeah. And the one that's popping up again as the, if not Harbaugh, then Les Miles. <laughs> that would be hilarious. It would be interesting. <laughs> oh, man. No, that would just be funny. Like, just to, to I don't know, to, to bring all of his, his grass chewing, <laughs> grass chewing antics. <laughs> Oh, it man. would be interesting, and there was an interesting thought posed on... Yeah, he'd do a great job. Uh, yeah, he would. He absolutely would. Uh, because he's, he's underappreciated down at LSU. Like, oh, I, yeah, He does definitely. a great job in the hardest football I, conference there. I, I, I think that Urban Meyer would be like, oh, crap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, gosh, could you imagine if, if Harbaugh went to Michigan, you'd have him at Michigan, Mark D'Antoni at Michigan State, Urban Meyer at Ohio State, yeah, and they're all in the to, same Big Ten division. That'd be yeah. that'd be power football. To, they definitely need to. Big Ten needs to steal more coaches from the SEC. Yeah, I think I think yeah. that would change a lot of the outcomes of the games between them. So Les Miles is the other big name that, if not, you know, Harbaugh, and it actually posed the interesting question on Detroit Sports Talk Radio, where if you could, you know, say by the end of the week, you know, like offer the job to Les Miles. Off of the, the defensive coordinator to Bo Pelini, and you know, say that's you know, you know, some of your coaches, you know, boom, done deal, early, get it set. Would you rather do that, or wait the month, try to offer it to Harbaugh? It's not a sure thing with that, but then if you do that, then Miles and Pelini are off the table. Who, who's and, the interim coach? Well, there's no interim coach right oh. now because Michigan season's over. Like they lost that game, they're not bowl eligible, so oh, okay. they're they're done. They'll have someone in the athletic department, you know, take care of the day by day. Oh, boom, okay, okay bye. Um, so yeah, there's no interim really. Uh, so it, it makes you wonder, and if that's the case, since I don't think that Harbaugh is going to happen as much of the dream that it would be, I, I would take that last miles and Bo Pelini. Yeah, no, I actually be think great. that just because he's, uh, you know, he's he doesn't have to kind of adjust again to college football. He's still engrossed in it. I think that it might take Harbaugh a little bit of a while to readjust because mm-hmm. it's definitely different. Team. Yeah. Other names that are out there and, you know, I'm more mentioning it for looking back on this point in history of transition for my, you know, university's football program. Uh, Greg Schiano's name is out there, mm-hmm. which is interesting. I'm not, I guess he'd be an okay fit, but I'm not entirely sure I'd be thrilled with that. Uh, one that I'd be okay with, but it'd be a different uh, choice, would be David Shaw. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, current Stanford coach, following in the Harbaugh footsteps. He would be the first black head coach in Michigan mm-hmm. football history, which would be interesting. Yeah. And then you get some names thrown out there that would be more reaches. Like, there's a certain individual on TV covering professional football who, when he was coming out of school, said it would be his dream job to coach at Michigan. Hmm. That'd be one John Gruden. Okay. Which would be an interesting hire for sure. Oh, no, yeah. Uh, so yeah, you're more at this at this stage, and I think it's so gonna a be lot a, of guys with NFL ties. Right? Yeah, it's gonna be a tough hire, regardless. In case you can't land uh, mm-hmm. Harbaugh, is I there think, is there a specific coach out there that like if they hired them, you'd just be like, what in the world? Like maybe someone who is a good coach that you just don't think would be a good fit at all in Michigan. Oh well, there'd be a lot that I 
would think would not be a good fit. <laughs> um, like if you get if you somehow pull Art Bryles away from Baylor, yeah, like that'd be really weird. <laughs> like that would not make any sense at all. I I think he could have a lot of success though, and especially in that conference. Like yeah, possible. Can you imagine like them running? But they tried running a spread on. They tried running. Yeah, a spread but I mean, it is it is? I still think it is different from like what Rich Rod does. Yeah, because it is way faster. Mm-hmm. I can tell you, like, even when he was running his jet stuff here, like it's not even close as fast. They like you would compared to like what they did probably like this year. He'd probably run twice as many plays a game. Yeah. Yeah, you need a, a downfield passer for our browser's offense and not as much on the, the read option like Rich Rod does. But, yeah, there'd be a lot of choices that could just cause some more, you know, unsettling Those nature in, in Michigan programs. games between Michigan and Ohio State. So, you know, I'll, I'll keep my hopes up for, you know, less miles wanting to come back home. The one thing I did like, though, is that the interim AD, Jim Hackett, said he wants to get rid of the whole Michigan man Mm-hmm. terminology and i'm i'm totally happy with that i'm actually glad he said that that's been something that that's really what ran rich rodriguez out of town that and david brand just being a, a tool bag yeah uh the whole idea of like oh the michigan man like rich Rod doesn't get it, the tradition whatever Every time you say that i think like michelin man <laughs> <laughs> not not tires here but it was getting to be a tiresome phrase uh. so yeah uh, I, I, you know, Harbaugh is not going to happen. If it, you know, strike me down in case it does, I'll be okay with this <laughs> because it's that very, very outside chance. It looks like they're going to take some time with the search, though. Uh, that's mm-hmm. it's not going to be a quick thing. That's what all indications were seeming, and uh, you know, I'm, I'll I'll keep my hopes up like I did during the Rich Rod search. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, less miles would be a nice hire. I, th- I don't know. I, I think that's probably better than just You're banking. On you have a coach. <laughs> you have yeah. a coach. Uh, you might not really know who he is, but yeah. well, I'm just glad that they're not playing for a bowl. I mean, if they're going to go through this change, I'd rather have it and just get it over now and get moving on that because eh. I mean, I, I guess also that kind of gives players uh, more time to make their decisions because there's obviously going to be people leave there's going to be transfers come in there's going to be because there'll be scholarship players leave so you'll have transfer players that have to come in you might have more scholarships than you realize but you'll be behind in recruiting yep yeah and you know the players you were kind of broken up about it too but like they had to have seen it coming but you know brady hoke is a great man he's a great stand-up character he's just was not able to deliver the results and you know, for him to be at programs like Ball State and San Diego State before then, I know he was he was like a D line coach, I think, at Michigan during their national championship mm-hmm. or co national championship, whatever season in '97. So he he's you know ties the program and everything, but as a head coach, I think the stage is too big, and he doesn't wear a headset. Yeah, like you need that communication. Uh, I'm kind of also curious if they'll maybe look into. Uh, People who, they might have had head coaching experience in the past, but they are successful offensive or defensive coordinators as well. It's possible. Uh, I just, I I hope for someone with that established head coaching experience. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Just, you know, kind of giving my position. I know I'm running a little long on the topic, but it's 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 important to me. Mm-hmm. Anyway, recapping college football, we start with those same Michigan Wolverines. They went to Columbus to take on the Ohio State Buckeyes. Minus 20.5 points, and Ohio State did have that covered for a while with a couple late touchdowns. It was... It was a little bit of a close game, and he had that awful ankle fracture injury with JT Barrett, who yeah. did set the Big Ten record for most touchdowns responsible for. Uh, so he was having a Heisman-caliber season, and oh, that that hurts. I mean, for, uh, for a backup to play that well after Braxton Miller goes down with injury. Uh, yeah, I mean, he, he was in the Heisman discussion. Yeah, oh well, yeah. <laughs> like, so... Uh, it, 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 they might not have been hurt in the polls this week, but like honestly, he was such a big part of the offense that we like. Can somebody, you know, we're talking about at the beginning of the season, the third string quarterback um, coming in. He's he's really big. I saw that. Like I noticed that he's obviously not as fast or anything like that. But um, coming in against a Wisconsin team who is not going to go easy on you just yeah. because, you know that so that will be interesting let's i mean let's say ohio state at this point i would say it would be an upset if ohio state beat wisconsin with their third string quarterback Mm, um maybe and but if they do beat them like how much do you think they'd have to beat them by to like for the playoff opportunity to be like oh that kind of thing i think it depends on some of the other possible losses Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, wait and see. Yeah, it, it's really tough to tell. It's really tough to tell. Um, it's because I think we'll, we'll go through our picks and, mm-hmm. and then we'll maybe give predictions and see how it shakes out because I, I have my thoughts on how it's going to end out and I'm not entirely sure Ohio State's going to be there. But, yeah, Michigan scored a touchdown late, does a backdoor cover. I mean, like, <laughs> and we both picked Ohio State, and it's like, come on, Michigan. Like, if, if you're going to lose to Ohio State, you know, when you're favored or underdog by 20 and a half points, like, just lose by that much. <laughs> you're doing no service to just, oh, tack on the touchdown late. Okay. Uh, Florida, Florida never State. Never give up. Never give up. Never give up. You never give up. Uh, Florida, Florida State. In Tallahassee, seven and a half point favorites were the Knolls. And yeah, it, it came down to a last possession, and just Florida terribly mismanaged it. Oh my gosh. It was just like. <laughs> deep why pass are you after the deep ball pass. Down. You have time. They had so much time. Oh and I just. I, not only that, and then they like used their timeouts on the yeah. drive, and I was like, what are you doing? Yeah. I just, it was not good. And. Uh. Justifiably so that they're having a coaching change. 24-19, the Knowles win that one. Mississippi State at Ole Miss. You know, we were in the talking in the position where if Ole Miss beat Mississippi State, and then if Auburn beat Alabama, you'd have two losses every SEC team. Mm-hmm. Well, Ole Miss held up their end of the bargain. I had to pick Mississippi State because I said, you know, at the middle of the season when they were number one, like, oh, I got to pick them the rest of the way. They lose by two touchdowns. Ole Miss puts together an impressive win at home. That that defense, uh, you know, looked great at the beginning of the season and held up. I don't, I can't remember how long ago it was, but like when we were first talking about this, when they started winning all those games, I was like, defense travels. Like it definitely does. Like 
it, much better, you know, much more than like one player because one player can have a bad game, and it's mm. like, uh. but the better quarterback in this game, Bo Wallace. Yeah, Dak Shepard's been figured out. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately for the Bulldogs, you can't and do they, those jump pass things. No, <laughs> they had a great start to the season though. Thirty-one seventeen final score there. Minnesota at Wisconsin minus fourteen and a half. The Badgers, you know, pull it out. It was a close game though. Definitely, it was a pretty close game. And Minnesota spunky. If they continue this progress through years to come, and they have, might have a pretty decent program on their hands. Yeah. Oh, 34-24 final there. Notre Dame at USC minus seven, and it just Woo! was not close. Uh, my gosh. That is a butt whooping. <laughs> 49-14 doesn't even tell the story. Uh, it was more like almost 49 nothing at one point. It was just, oh, it was brutal. Uh, Cody Kessler. Just, yeah, just passing good, all over the place. Year. Absolutely. Absolutely. I guess they made the right choice. We, You know, you were talking about the Michigan man thing, but, like, there's, you know, USC, USC guy. We got to get USC guy. He's it's working out. Mm-hmm. No, it isn't. Familiarity under Pete Carroll, the offensive coordinator, and mm-hmm. all that. There's uh, Norm Chow, and where's he going? He went to the NFL and yeah. hasn't done much there. Hmm. Auburn at Alabama in the Iron Bowl. Bama favored by 8.5 at home, and they can no cr- play no very well at home. Uh, but we'll see what happens on the neutral site with the SEC Championship. No 50. crazy special teams ridiculousness. <laughs> no, not this year. <laughs> Uh, I was hoping, like I was, I was like, oh man, like as it started to get closer there for a while, I was like, oh, um, could <laughs> it happen again, please? <laughs> Just because, like I was saying, the preview shots they did before that game, oh my god, Nick Saban's the, face was just like, are you kidding me? <laughs> and even throughout the game, you have the kick six replays. They almost excessive. made a quarterback change. They came really, really mm. close to making a quarterback change, but Nick Saban stuck with him, and and that's the reason they won because he played great after that. After that point in the game, yeah, like yeah. he won the game. Blake Sims standing in, hanging in there. George the best Tech. receiver in the country helps. Well, yeah, yeah that, that too. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> he had a, you know, Heisman-like game. Yeah, he just had a, have a hell of a season, really. Georgia Tech goes to Athens in Georgia, who were favored by 12 and upsets the Bulldogs in overtime. Uh, that's surprising. Yeah. It was just uh, that run game. Mm-hmm. That option, you know, trapped with the fullback right up the middle. <laughs> just... I, it's it's funny because like that stuff has been around forever, mm-hmm. and if you don't play it right, just <laughs> they'll beat you. Yellow Jackets will put it to the test against the Knolls and Charlotte with the ACC championship game. Oh, Georgia, Georgia, Georgia. Yeah, that's uh, that's a that's a disappointing year for them. And you had West Virginia at Iowa State plus thirteen, and you got exactly that. <laughs> It should have been more. We just like had a brain lapse mm. there for a while on defense and gave up some scores. But uh, I mean, I was never really worried. Like, even though it was our quarterback's first like start on the road, he, uh, you know, I Iowa State clearly all around. I think the worst team yeah. in the conference. Um, you know, haven't won a Big Twelve game yet, and and now they get TCU. Fun, fun, fun. So, 37-24 uh, the final yeah. on that one. But I, I'm feeling a lot better about next year now. Um, just see, you know, actually getting to see 
um, a different quarterback play that'll actually mm. still be here. So yeah. the wide receiver options, though, I, you know, it's yeah, it's going to be. Well, that's what it changes for. You get some new talent in there. In the NFL, Washington at Indianapolis minus ten, and the Colts won handily at home despite. Colt McCoy coming back and being the starter. Washington just has lots of problems. Colts beat the Colt. <laughs> yeah, 49-27. to 27. Yep. Cleveland at Buffalo, minus three. It was the Johnny Manziel era for a little bit. He got his first NFL touchdown during the regular season, a rushing touchdown, but they're going back to Brian Hoyer. Mm-hmm. Regardless, the Bills win at home 26-10. to 10. The Saints went into Pittsburgh at Heinz Field. Minus four and a half. Saints won. You know, keeping pace. Keeping pace in that division. Drew Brees. You can still sling it. 35 to 32. Is that a five touchdown game? Yeah, yeah, he had five. Yeah, that was was an impressive game for Drew Brees. Keeps pace in that abysmal NFC South. And I'll tell you what, the Saints, if they. Hang on and make the playoffs. May won't make my prediction look as terrible. It's gonna be like a uh, that would be a tough path. It would, but I could at least say, well, uh, at least they made the playoffs. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, they gotta contend with Atlanta though, who has that tiebreaker. Mm-hmm. New England at Green Bay minus three, and uh, I tell you, the Patriots had the chance to make it a closer game. Yeah, uh, he had a bad miss from Gostowski. Uh, at Lambeau, and Green Bay looks very tough to beat right now. First first time those quarterbacks played against each other. Yeah, yeah, I, not as much fireworks on display between them, but mm-hmm. you know, Rodgers looked amazing, you know, just rolling out of the pocket and throwing on the move like he does, uh, just moving his feet and still looking downfield. Packers were favored by three. They win by five, 26 to 21. Mm-hmm. So good game for the Pack. Denver at Kansas City. Denver going in the game 5-0 and against the Chiefs in the Peyton Manning era. I thought the Chiefs were playing well enough that, you know, would Denver maybe caught a little flat-footed in Arrowhead? Nope. Denver wins 29-16. Makes they didn't that get enough 6-0. pressure on Peyton Manning. Like, I, exactly. I thought that they'd get a lot more, mm-hmm. um, but he got the ball out quick. Mm-hmm. That's, the, that's the key. And they, they ran the ball. Yes. <laughs> so yes that always helps. Miami at the New York Jets, plus seven. And Miami kind of struggled a little bit. They were losing by seven points in the fourth quarter. They come back and win 16-13, to 13, but they did not cover the spread against the Jets. So I went 0-6 oh, in the NFL. That's always embarrassing when you just look at like what you had picking wrong, 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 wrong. I mean, serves me right for getting seven zero in college football last week. <laughs> I, I mean, you, like you're saying, it's tough to pick against New England, so yeah, I, I can understand that one. Yeah, and, so, but uh, the Jets, it, the, it's just yeah, the spreads, like you know, they just completely mess with you, basically, like. I, I can't imagine watching each of those teams do that, though. You try to make some of those bolder picks because of the spreads, and then it mm-hmm. just doesn't happen. Well, you got three and four in college football after the seven and zero week. Uh, for you, it was a two and five in college football and two and four in the NFL. So just be glad that you didn't go the O for it's. It's no fun. And you're like, oh, why do I do this show again? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's so you can just see like you know, I, I, my favorite thing is like. 
you know, watching, looking at, you know, each these analysts try and pick this stuff, like, each week. And yeah, they don't get held to the fire for wrong picks. <laughs> oh, no, they don't. Damn they it. Just, they, they're just kind of like, there's just there's always one who's, like, way ahead of everybody else, especially in the NFL. And mm. you just kind of like, what are you guys doing? Like, are you even watching the games? <laughs> well, let's make our picks then for the final college football week of predictions. Now, we'll be, you know, definitely talking about the different important bowl games and the yeah, playoffs one. and all that, but... This is the last pick six week of the season for college football. The championship weeks, it's all going to be decided. It actually starts tomorrow night since we're recording on Thursday night. But Friday night, it's the Pac-12 championship game. Arizona versus Oregon. The South and the North. Minus 13.5 in favor of the Ducks. It's at 9 p.m. Eastern time. It's in Santa Clara at the new Levi's Stadium where the 49ers play. Joel, your pick. Well, you notice that the reason that it's on Friday is so that it can be at 9 p.m. Yep. And so that everybody can watch it. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> otherwise, it would be at, like, a ridiculous time. And there's just there's too many other, like, big games taking up the time slots. Oh, yeah. So you just you can't do it. You would be playing the game at 11 p.m. Eastern time, and nobody would watch it. For a they, they'd game. watch the first half, and then they wouldn't watch the rest. But... I feel like I got to go at least in the spread with Arizona mm. because in that first game, here's the thing, like Oregon's, okay, so we, we heard about their offensive line issues and, you know, obviously Mariota being hurt and all that stuff, but that has nothing to do with the defense. And while they've looked all right, they, I mean, they couldn't stop Arizona from running the ball. When they played the last time at all, that is, I I think that is the reason that Arizona beat them. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I I don't know if they're going to stop them from doing that again. I think this is, game is going to come down to Oregon's going to have to outscore Arizona. Absolutely, like just it's going to. I feel like it's going to be a shootout. Usually, like usually you always are like, oh, it's going to be a shootout. You know, Baylor playing whoever, something like that, or Oregon playing whoever. I feel like this one's going to be a shootout. And I just feel like Oregon's offense is going to play better, and that's why they're going to win. Uh, I don't know. I don't think they're going to stop Arizona really that much in this game. So I think it's going to be closer than that. If it were fourteen and a half, I'd agree with you. However, you think maybe backdoor cover? Yeah, I, I think the, a second touchdown, a defensive touchdown, maybe, maybe a backbreaker. Uh, you know, I. Kudos to Arizona for the season that they've had. It's it's really been remarkable. Um, Hey, if anything, I think decaf David should be glad that I'm picking Oregon again because it's exactly what I did when Arizona beat them the first time. And you know what? They were favored by much, much more. Much more. (laughs) It was like 23. Yeah. It was was crazy. Yeah. I think Oregon makes the adjustments not only learning from last time, but you know they are healthier from the last time. And I think it's just going to be a simple matter of it's going to be you know, close, maybe like a touchdown margin, and then it's going to be a silly second touchdown cover that will make it 14. The, uh, the reason, you know what, I, I've kind of figured out over time uh, the reason, you know, the reason, especially with Oregon, that they have those double point spreads even if they're playing a really good team, is because they don't really let up. 
They pile it on late, yeah. Yeah, and so they do get a lot of touchdowns with, like, four minutes left in the game. Like, unnecessary, I would say, like, unnecessary (laughs) touchdowns on some teams because their backups are usually just as good as their starters, Mm -hmm. at least on offense. So um, that's, I mean, clearly they could do that. I mean, they they probably will, too. It just, uh, I don't know, I kind of, like... I really like what I saw from Arizona their last game too against a team that you know I think that Arizona State's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. So Iowa State at TCU minus thirty three and a half at this is Saturday now at twelve p.m. Eastern time. Thirty three and a half is a lot. Is it still? I'm going to take TCU to cover against Iowa State. They need to make the strongest case they can to why they should stay in the top four. Should Baylor come in and you know possibly beat kansas state yeah they beat texas tech like 80 to i don't know they beat texas like 48 to 10 yeah so i think they can handle iowa state (laughs) iowa state (laughs) oh that was close i think they can handle iowa state iowa state again hasn't won a big 12 game this year yeah so um they're not playing for bowl berths or anything like that um and I towel. and I don't think this team is even on the level of that team that beat Oklahoma State a few years ago. Upset oh, Oklahoma yeah. State, knocked them out of the national championship. Um, yeah, I, I don't think we really have much at all to worry about. Even if they don't cover, they're going to win yeah. the game at home. Mm-hmm. So. Alabama versus Missouri. Missouri. Plus 14.5 in favor of the Crimson Tide. 4 p.m. Eastern Time. It's in Atlanta at the Georgia Dome. Your pick for the SEC Championship. I'm going to go with Alabama. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Just their offense. I like. I don't know how Missouri is going to answer. Um, I mean, has I don't know. Has anybody covered... Uh, I can't even remember his name. Alabama's receiver, like I, Amari has, Cooper. Yeah. yeah, has anybody covered him this year? I don't. Um, I mean, hmm. I, I think he might have had. I think he might have had over 100 yards against us. I don't really remember. Possible. Kevin White had more yards in the game. Well, yeah, yeah. When we played than he did, but um, I think he's the most consistent receiver that I've seen all year. Um, and he just you you can't cover him every play. So I mean, you double cover him one time and. I don't know. It just it's really 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 tough to stop. Not only that, but they can run the ball and their running backs are punishing. Mm, like yeah, TJ like oh, like every time you got to think every time the linebackers see that they're handing the ball off to Yeldon, they're just like, "Oh my ow. <laughs> like <laughs> I can feel this coming right now." I guess Alabama kind of has a history of running backs that just truck you. Yeah. Um but uh yeah, I just that offense looked great all year uh, even the games that it didn't shine it usually found a way to win so um i i just don't necessarily think that maddie mock in missouri can match alabama's firepower so i'm gonna i'm gonna t- I, I feel like they'll probably have more fans there yeah game too so it'll feel like more like a home crowd thing I agree with you, and I think if I was just you know, picking solely based on football, like Alabama should win that game by more than 14.5 points. 
However, I'm going to make the pick to be selfish because I think it would be hilarious if in the first college football playoff season where four teams get in, if the SEC doesn't get any teams in, Mm -hmm. that'd be hilarious. I'd be fine with that too because it means that we could possibly get two teams from my conference. (laughs) So I'm going to pick Missouri to at least keep it close. And man, it'd be amazing if they pulled the upset. I I just have flashbacks of last year's SEC championship yeah. game, and I cannot like think of any reason to pick Missouri. Like their defense was so bad in that game, yeah. like some of the worst defense I've ever seen. It was pretty rough. It's a pick'em game between Kansas State and Baylor at 7:45 p.m. Eastern Time. I'm going to take the Bears. They have all the motivation to try to possibly sneak their way into the top four. And I think you can't have that slow you down. Surprising that it's a, it's a you know, flat line. Like we're just, you know, the lines are just not applicable. So we're going to make it a, just a toss-up, a pick em. The headache is kind of off and on. It's starting to get shorter on and longer off. Petty said. <laughs> um, he, uh... Coming off these concussion-like symptoms, you've got to wonder if that's going to impact him running this high-tempo offense the entire game. And he's obviously got multiple injuries. I mean, he's still got injuries from earlier in the year. Mm -hmm. Um, It's kind of crazy that he's still playing. But he he runs the offense so well that, I I mean, it's a very important game. It's, It's one of those things where if you play your cards right, somebody loses... You might be in the playoffs. Like, you really might be if you... Yeah, and then you'll get a month to recover. Like, that's, that's yeah. a big thing. I, I, like, I honestly think that they... If he was medically cleared, I think there was, like, no way that they were going to keep him from being in the game. Yeah. So, um, he, he as a competitor would want him. Yeah, yeah. I think, I, I think I'm going to go with Baylor, too. Uh, can't, you know, Kansas State has offensive firepower, hmm. clearly. They have one of the best all-around skill players in the country but besides him they i mean it's kind of all dependent on like their quarterback running too and and i i don't know if they can keep the kind of tempo and the kind of pace that baylor is going to put on them this game because you know baylor i mean baylor could absolutely screw this up they really could (laughs) mess this up big time yeah I don't think they're going to. I think they're TCU going to would take say advantage of this. They're going to take advantage of having... Because they took advantage of the Oklahoma game. You know, they played against yeah, a good yeah. team, and they, they killed them. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it wasn't close. They beat TCU, also, you know, the best team they played all year. Amazing comeback. Yeah. And they obviously have a terrible out-of-conference schedule. Just awful. Like, ugh, Like, why would you schedule those teams? But... This is their chance. This is where they need to make a statement, just like they did in those other games. And I think they're going to do it. I, and I, I mean, like, I could definitely see them winning by like seventeen plus, like yeah. just because of motivation, you know, to impress the playoff committee. Style points. Florida State versus Georgia Tech, plus four in favor of the Knolls, eight p.m. in Charlotte, North Carolina. Your pick for the ACC championship game. I, I I wish that I would was picking Georgia Tech, but I'm picking Florida State. Um, 
just I don't know. I mean, it's almost to the point now where they've just they've done it so much. I don't think Georgia Tech is like you know, makes as many mistakes as some of these other teams they've played. But uh I don't know. I just defensively Georgia Tech needs to because every team that's gotten pressure on Jameis Winston, at least in the first half this year, they have not been able to do it in the second half. Right. Like nobody has been able to to stop them from doing from going up and down the field in the second half. And I just don't know if if Georgia Tech can find some kind of scheme or something that works. I, I honestly don't know what to do <laughs> against them in the second half. So uh, I just feel like you got to take Florida State because of that. This is their chance to get back into the you know to get into the playoffs and defend their title so they've won a lot of games in a row for a reason they sure have besides the fact that their their conference is uh sometimes but they've they've beat some good teams along the way so florida state is a fraud (laughs) that said that will be proven in the playoffs yeah, I think that's that that, that yeah. is the that is the place and time. <laughs> I think they'll beat Georgia Tech. I think if the spread was a little larger than four, I may have some hesitations and may might mm-hmm. swing it. You know, as far as picking against the spread to Georgia Tech, but I think Florida State can cover four with the way that they've been winning yes. games. Wisconsin versus Ohio State plus four in favor of the Badgers, with you know Ohio State going down to their third string quarterback. 17 p.m. Eastern in Indianapolis. My pick for the Big Ten championship game. So I'm going to take the Buckeyes. I think you know their defense is still holding up just fine, and they can possibly do enough to subdue the Wisconsin rush attack. Um, Ohio State has not lost many Big Ten games the last few years. Yeah, mm-hmm. Michigan State was significantly a better team last year. But as far as you know, regular season games, they have not lost a regular season game in quite some time, a few mm-hmm. years at least. Uh, and now this is, you know, granted it's the championship game, but I think Ohio State has the moxie to be able to pull off the victory against a Wisconsin team that I don't think is as necessarily battle-tested for these deep and meaningful games. I actually think that Ohio State's quarterback is worth like fourteen to twenty-one points in this <laughs> game. That kind of thing. Jeez, like, yeah. I, like I, just from what I've watched and what I've noticed over time, Urban Myers, all of his quarterbacks, all the places that he's been, that kind of thing. The quarterback is very, very important. Like, so much of the offense goes through it to the point where. Half the time, it's the quarterback just deciding to run the ball, you know, and and, and getting like a lot of yards or something like that because they're really athletic or whatever. He, recru- uh, that, he recruits really good quarterbacks, though. He does. He recruits really, really good. I mean, it, it shows that your second string quarterback was in the Heisman discussion. Mm-hmm. Like at the beginning of the season, he was not going to start. And so, um, I just I don't know. Once you start getting down, once you depth wise, once you start getting down to that point in the season. Like how good can that quarter? How in the world could he still play at the same level? Like it, I, I just don't think that you can. So, um, and I mean, I think that with him, I think Ohio State wins. But I think without their quarter, I don't, I don't see them winning. Mm. I just I, the other thing, Ohio State's defense against Michigan. Michigan was able to run the ball. 
they were playing inspired um pretty well and i you know i don't think it's i'm overreaching when i say wisconsin probably has one of the best rushing offenses in the country and probably the best offensive line um to go along with a really really good running back so um i i don't i don't know how they're going to stop wisconsin from just lining up and running it right at them mm. um so that those two things kind of leaning me into Wisconsin's favor. Here's another thing that you could throw on that fire. Uh, the Ohio State quarterback. And sorry, I, I, I got to put a shot in at Ohio State and, you know, Michigan and all that. I, I think I've been talking very respectful to that no, no, football definitely. program up to this point. But this is Cardale Jones now starting at quarterback for Ohio State, the third string quarterback. Now, Cardale Jones is the one who is known for the I didn't come here to play school tweet. Oh, that's right. So I knew that name sounded yep, familiar. Yep. But I was probably like thinking more of the the name like the football player. Twitter we name. Come, we didn't come here to play school. Um So maybe oh, uh, maybe Carmel get him back. I don't know. On another note, did uh did didn't something happen to one of Ohio State's football players? Yeah, uh, we were talking about that last week, and he. Had but he, yeah, he had disappeared. He had disappeared, gone missing, uh, and yeah, he did end up committing suicide. Oh, so sad. Yeah, and it was awful. And I think it was a concussion mm-hmm. that was uh, sustained while wrestling. Oh. So I mean, they're gonna you know, study his brain and all that, and see how that turns out. But that's just that's just tragic for that yeah. young man and his family. Sorry for them. Yeah. Well, our extra point this week, uh, since you know neither of our teams are playing, and probably not many of your teams are as well, so the extra point for picking on the pick six here goes out in the western side of the United States with Fresno State going to Boise State, and the Broncos are favored by 20. That's a lot. It's like Fresno State. I don't know much about this matchup, but 20 feels like a lot, even for a team that's in the top 25 like Boise State. I was gonna say Fresno State's record, I believe, is um like six and six or something like mm, that. Yeah. So I mean, I can understand why they made that spread that big. Yeah, but Fresno State's it's using a history of trying to kind of thing schedule very things. tough opponents <laughs> in their out of conference schedule. Yeah, they do that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I I think that that spread is just a little big conference championship there's going to be a lot of emotions and boise state they they don't really need to win convincingly no. i think they'll they'll actually i think there'll actually be enough losses and stuff going on with this uh, with these conference championships where they can sneak into one of those uh new year's bowls kind of thing yeah especially with marshall losing i think that kind of sets everything up for mm, them yeah That's um point. but uh the the other thing is, wouldn't it be something if like all if the underdogs won all these games? <laughs> it would be chaos. And it I'm would not be sure. I, it would be like uh, 2007. Yeah, um, where where L- LSU and Ohio State were in the national championship and they sh- they had no right being there. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> and it was just like, oh, like why? Uh, uh, or was it Florida? I think Florida and 
No, it, no, I I specifically remember it was Ohio oh, State and LSU. But I'm not that sure was the was... year that that was the year that we lost and didn't go. Okay, to the I'm not sure it was necessarily 2007, but yeah, no, I, I get you. Yeah, I think it was the end of 2007, heading into the 2008. I think, that sounds like right. That, that yeah. sounds right. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Because I would say 2007 was you know 2000, 2006 is the main season, and because you know, after no, like after that, like. And in that bowl game, that's when you guys hired Rich Rodriguez. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds right. Because, yep, yep, yep. But, like, you know, you you guys can all look at the rankings yourself and see what things will look like if something like that happens. And that is an interesting playoff that I would, (laughs) I think a lot of people would be like, they just wouldn't even know what to do with themselves. (laughs) Because a lot of teams that, Actually, were put there at the beginning of the season would be back up in the the spots. It would certainly <laughs> be funny. a lot of discussions. So, how do you think the top four shakes out when it all is said and done? Um, I you know, like I said, I Florida State, um, and Alabama both winning. I think Oregon's gonna win. You know, even if it is a close game, and um. It's this is again. This is where we get to the tough pop, spot because this is where there is a spot open. Yeah. E- even though you have TCU in there, this is where we have a spot open because head to head Baylor beat TCU. If Baylor beats Kansas State by like four, five touchdowns or more, <sighs> something like that, then I can see them jumping right up, even jumping like Florida State. <laughs> <laughs> up in in there and knocking TCU back down yep. out of the spot and uh, either way someone's going to be mad <laughs> about this well um, if TCU's going to be mad about that they should have beaten Baylor <laughs> yeah, sorry they, they should exactly they should have um i think it, it i don't know if they're going to look into like computer ratings to see like head to head who had the tougher schedule and who won by this many points versus these teams. I have no idea how they're going to do it. It's probably just eye test at this point mm-hmm. now. So, whoever looks better: Alabama, Oregon, Florida State, Baylor. There you go. That's my call. Although, I, I'm, I think I'm going to stick with TCU because I don't think I don't necessarily think Baylor is going to you know, pass the two spots. Blow them out like big big time. Yeah. If if they if they do if they just demolish Kansas State they definitely deserve to be in mm. there I think yeah absolutely now looking back I gotta pull this up our predictions going into the season I had Oregon Alabama Oklahoma and Michigan State that number two Alabama would beat number one Oregon so that's holding in place yeah. You had Florida State, Oregon, Alabama, Oklahoma. We just we just uh-huh. missed on Oklahoma. My goodness, that was just <laughs> that was just silly. And you had Oregon beating Florida State. Yeah. So I mean, all none of our teams are looking into you, but I I've, I would have rethought that a little bit more, like, and just gone with my gut. I probably would have said Baylor, which is hilarious. Like, I I, I probably would have <laughs> said that just because I'm like. Oh, what team scores like a bajillion points? Oh, there. I'll go with them. It's really interesting to look back on. Our, our choices are still in play. Yeah, we definitely. will see how that all shakes out. But let's make our picks in the NFL. 
which still has a few weeks left in their season, but it's week 14. It's starting to get into the grind. You're getting the last quarter of the season. And with a division like the AFC North, where Cincinnati is holding with that that tie as being the half game of a difference, between the three other teams, with Pittsburgh and Baltimore and Cleveland, that are at 7-5. and five. Pittsburgh at Cincinnati, minus 3.5 at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Joel, what are your Steelers going to do this week? D- it depends, I guess, if you're watching the game, right? I think they're going to go there and lose by, like, two or three points. Mm. So I'm going to take the Steelers. Okay, interesting. <laughs> I'm going to pick Cincinnati. Uh, I you know, think they're my AFC pick. and got to gotta ride with them. And, yeah, Pittsburgh, you don't know what to expect from them. Like, that's... Yeah. That's well, that's that, that's kind of I think in their favor this week because I I feel like this is one of those games where they will play to the level that Cincinnati plays, hmm. and Cincinnati didn't play too well last week either, to be honest. No, so almost, but they were the only team to win in the division. Yeah, but they they barely beat Tampa Bay, mm-hmm. who <laughs> I know had that twelve men the, the challenge and oh, this was a mess. I'll take Cincinnati to cover three and a half. Carolina at New Orleans, minus 10, 1 p.m. Eastern time. I think New Orleans wins, especially at home. 10 is a lot, though, in the NFL. And for division opponents, I'll, I'll take Carolina to keep it within 10. New Orleans wins, but in the points, taking Carolina. Uh, I'll, take, I'll take New Orleans there. Um, I think, it, I think I'll, at home, uh, I'll give them uh, three extra points. I'd say they probably win by seven on the road, probably something like that. They got to jump on it with the team that they're tied with going on Monday Night Football. They, they, we'll they absolutely need to. This is a game they need. This badly. is the spot in the season where they need to make your prediction. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Because well, we have... want to see them in the Super Bowl. <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> if they, no, I'm not even talking about three years running on a Super Bowl matchup. That'd be way too crazy. Because uh, then they'll end a couple weeks. I think in week 16 they play the Falcons, and yeah. that's really going to be the decisive one there. It is. Kansas City at Arizona, minus 1.5 at 4.05 p.m. Eastern time. Does Arizona bounce back here, Joel? Does Kansas City bounce back? Well, Arizona, I mean, after starting, what, 9-1? and one, They've yeah. lost two straight? Yeah. They're back at home. I I think that they narrowly escape. Mm-hmm. At home, I'd like I'd I'd say I could see them winning on like a field goal or a touchdown, something like that. Um, but I think I think they they have enough to get to get by Kansas City, who I don't know just did not look sharp last week. Like I I thought I really thought that they'd give Denver much more of a game. Yeah, I trust more Arizona at home to. You know, put a good game together than what Kansas City's been doing as of late. Kansas City's still a pretty good team. Yeah, uh, no, they got good players contending for that. You know, final AFC playoff spot, and that's that's a lot of teams that are bunched mm-hmm. up right there. Uh, but I'll take Arizona to win by a couple. Yeah, covering the one and a half at home. Seattle at Philadelphia minus one and a half at four twenty-five p.m. Eastern time. Good game this one. Yeah. Uh, but the way Seattle's been playing, I know they're on the road. They usually don't play as well on the road, whatever. Defense travels, and that defense has been lights out since you're getting you know the Legion of Boom fully back together for yeah. you know, coming back from injury and all that. Philadelphia, a very good team. You know, at home usually would help give them the favor, but the way Seattle's been playing right now, I'll, I'll take the Seahawks on the road. 
that yeah, the defense just kind of leading the way. What winning like nineteen three like back to back against mm, yeah. really good teams. Um, would you say right now like Green Bay, and then whoever wins this game, kind of for yeah. your who's yep. the second best team? I, I would say, or at yes. least in the, at this point in the season, you know, <laughs> it, that can always change. But um, Seattle just looking really good on defense mm, right absolutely. now. Is I don't necessarily know how Philadelphia is going to consistently move the ball. Uh, then, I mean, their coach will probably figure out some way. And it's not for a matter of it. keeping up with Seattle at all, but can they move it against no, Seattle? No, 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 that's the thing. Especially you don't, I mean, Mark you Sanchez. could win this game, you, you score 17 points, you might win. Mm, yeah. um, if they can manage that. Um, so, yeah, I don't think that, uh, I don't think Seattle's going to move the ball up and down the field. It's just, can they score? And I, I don't think that they can score enough to beat Seattle. New England Patriots at the San Diego Chargers. Go Chargers, go. Three and a half points in the favor that of the Patriots. This would be a shocker. Sunday night, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time, your pick. Um, Yeah, I think that the, the Patriots bounce back after a close loss to a team that had been playing really, really well. Mm-hmm. Um, And, you know, a, few, a turnover, they might win. I mean, they really... Could have won that game, so um, I'd say they shouldn't have any trouble with Chargers. The real question is: is the Justin Bieber curse in effect? Oh God! <laughs> after uh, they hung out the Patriots after the Clippers game, um, gosh. yeah, I'm going to take the Patriots. San Diego, they have a very difficult road ahead of them in the last several weeks of the season. Like it's a it's a very high winning percentage for all the rest a of the lot teams. Of- really good teams from here on out. Yeah, so I think they're going to be in a really tough stretch, and it, it doesn't start well. They need, Yeah, they need to win this game already. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. now that I'm looking at it. Oh, yeah. Oof. No, I think it's going to be New England taking care of business, just bouncing back. On to San Diego, as they, they've been saying. Oh. Mm-hmm. On to Cincinnati, now on to San Diego. Uh, Atlanta at Green Bay wrapping up things up here on Monday Night Football. Minus 12 for the Packers. And yeah, I'm giving it to Green Bay. Yeah, Lam- Lambeau Field just makes the world of difference. And the way that they've been playing, the- all the confidence in the world. Aaron Rodgers, I think, about to play in his 100th game, and he's going to set records for uh, touchdown and reception ratios. And, you know, it's just all sorts of records for his first 100 starts. It's been impressive what he's, he's gotten up to in the early to mid stages of his career. So I'm going to take the Packers to cover the 12, which is a lot, but they deserve it. Yeah, I think that this is one of those games where they'll come out and they'll like, it'll be really close. And everyone will be like, what is going on? Mm. <laughs> like, clearly, even though they're leading that division, like, they're not that good. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're clearly not that good. The, the but, Falcons. But, you know, Green Bay, they can they can just score whenever. Yeah, it's kind of how how they roll, and I, and I think that uh, backdoor cover will be in effect. Hmm. That game might even be close into the fourth quarter, and then, a bit of a letdown game. Yeah, and then right over the top, okay. another touchdown. So you're taking the Packers. It'll be very exciting, uh, especially with all the the championship weeks and the the games and college football. Very exciting stuff. Now we get to go catch. The Bears hosting the Cowboys on Thursday Night Football, and that is an interesting matchup. Absolutely. 
Any <laughs> final thoughts, Joel, as we wrap up the week? Uh, just looking forward to starting off the championship Saturday on Friday. Yeah. And, uh, you know, decaf, good luck to Arizona. Absolutely. Uh, that, that, that would be, that would be something if they won the Pac-12. Um, it certainly would change what the playoffs are going to look like. Yes, it would. A lot. So, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to actually see, you know, finally have the playoff team set. Yes. Like, that's what I'm interested to see. And then to see all the reactions that come out of it because mm. there'll be SEC people like, why isn't there another SEC season? <laughs> As you didn't win the games, dude. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like, um, so yeah. So just uh, you know, be good luck to all your teams. All and <laughs> don't complain too much, especially on Twitter. Hey, it could be the BCS, so <laughs> deal with it. Nah, and please, Michigan, don't make a move too quickly oh, on coach. Unless it's last miles. That that wouldn't that be something that, if like something came out it. like. Within the next two weeks or something, like it'll be less. Much come, come on, buddy. Do, do you really want to play a bottom tier SEC bowl? Is that do you, you really want to have year? that schedule every year? You want to do that? Like yeah, that's that's. I mean, he could definitely you make can, a lot of you moves. You can eat the, grass in front of a hundred yeah, thousand people. Whatever kind of grass you want, like all in the different flavors. The grass smoothies. <laughs> Oh, we'll see what happens as the weeks develop, but it starts with Championship Week. With that, I'm Peter. And I'm Joel. We hope you enjoy the week in sports. Have a good one.